Hello, friends, kingdom builders, kingdom connectors, and everyone who is about the Father's business. Welcome to the ministry of Apostle Kenneth Fletcher and the Mind of Conception podcast. Please subscribe to this podcast to help us connect with the body of Christ and contribute to the growth and success of the kingdom of God. So let's join the teaching of the word right now. It's already uh, 7.30, so we want to always be timely. And so we want to go ahead and get started on time and so that we can have as much time as possible tonight to get into this. But as before we even go into the word, let's pray tonight and we're going to ask God's a blessing. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you, Lord God, trusting in you with all of our heart. Father, leaning not to our own understanding, I pray that by your spirit that you would give us ears to hear. And God, that the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you would come upon your people. Father, that the eyes of our understanding would be open, that we might know what is the hope of your calling and what are the riches of your inheritance in the saints? And what is the exceeding greatness of your power toward us who believe according to the working of your mighty power, which you worked in Christ when you raised him from the dead and seated him at your own right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and above every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that is in the world to come. So, Father, I pray, God, that we would have the knowledge of your will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that we can be fruitful in every good work and continue to increase in the knowledge of God. Father, we just look for your grace. We look for your mercy. We're dependent upon your spirit to lead us and guide us, speak through us and to us, and give us the anointing and grace to hear what you're saying to us in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. All right. Praise God tonight. Uh, amen. Let's jump right into this, guys. Um, and again, like I said, if you have a moment, and again, it's good to see everyone on from all over. Uh, again, uh, Youngstown, Ohio, Cleveland, Ohio, of course, uh, 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 Columbus, Ohio as well. Of course, everyone here in Texas, again, we thank God for all of you. But I want to encourage you to uh, to understand this something because God gave me something. And I thank God for it, and I, and and I and it's and because when God gives you something, it's not for you to to hoard it, right? When God gives you something, it's for you and I to share it. Again, He said it like this. Jesus said it this way: "What I told you in secret, <laughs> you know, shout it from the housetop, right?" And so. I was praying about some things and just asking God and just meditating on some things and asking God, what is, the, why are, and, and Vangelis Smith already said this earlier, why are so many of God's people in the condition that they are in when Jesus has purchased for us our absolute freedom and our total victory on the cross? So, you and I have been born into an inheritance that is incorruptible and undefiled and is reserved in heaven for us. Now that's over there in first Peter, but understand when he talks about that inheritance being reserved in heaven, 
it does not mean you have to get to heaven to get that inheritance. Again, remember what Jesus said. He said, don't, don't lay up for yourself treasures on earth where men can and robbers can break in and steal, but lay up for yourself treasures in heaven where they can't rust, where they can't be broken into, where people can't steal them, okay? So your inheritance that Jesus died to give you is reserved for you. No one else can get it. No one else can use it. It is your inheritance. So if that be the case, first of all, if I don't know I have an inheritance, I'm living beneath my privilege or living beneath the level that God has already ordained me to live in. So if I do realize that I have an inheritance, now I have to understand how to access what's already mine. And I want to share this with you all tonight. You don't have to try to convince God how to, to, to bless you. You're, in other words, even in prayer, you're not trying to twist God's arm in prayer to get from him what he already promised you. You and I have to get to a place where we are receiving that by faith and convinced and fully persuaded that it belongs to me. Again, we talked about different aspects. I want to say this real quickly because I want to try to build a foundation here, right? We talked about the five pillars of balanced, successful living, right? Your spiritual pillar, your emotional pillar, your physical pillar, your financial pillar, and your relationships, right? The spirit, the soul, the body, the finances, and relationships. That Those five pillars will deal with every aspect in every area of your life. And God wants to be in control of all of those, every area, and he has the word to give you understanding of how to be victorious in every area, in all of those areas of your life. But it starts really with this, folks. It starts with our understanding of our inheritance. And this inheritance is incorruptible, is undefiled, is reserved in heaven, and can never fade away. So you say, well, if that be the case, then why are people going through all the stuff that they're going through? And here is the big battle. Here is the big fight. My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Folks, this is good. This is good tonight. I'm telling you, my people are gone into captivity because they do not have knowledge. So knowledge is where the enemy mounts his attack against the people of God. First of all, trying to keep away from you the understanding that you do have an inheritance that God has given to you. And it is your inheritance. It, nobody else can get it, okay? Glory to God. It belongs to you. Glory to God. It's your inheritance. It's what Jesus died to give to you. 
So now if you know that, right, and you understand that, now you can begin to realize, okay, first of all, if I have an inheritance, then I want what belongs to me. I'm not going to allow the enemy to take from me what belongs to me. So like I said, we're going to go through this and I'm going a little slow, but I want you to understand this. See, healing belongs to you. If you are a child of God, it is your covenant. Uh, uh, if you want to say right, it is your covenant blessing that healing is the children's bread. It is yours. You don't have to twist God's arm to get you healed. You know what I mean? You don't have to. You don't have to grab God and you know. I need to heal me. Heal me. You've got to accept it and receive it. Okay. So now watch this. But you said that be the case. Then why are some people, some people not healed? Well, some people are not healed because some kind of way the enemy has planted a seed in them, thinking that God is the one bringing the sickness or allowing the sickness so that he can teach them a lesson. See, if you think God is using that to teach you a lesson, then you won't stand against it. You won't fight against it. Well, God is using this to teach me a lesson. Well, if God is the one teaching you to teach, you know, if he's doing that to teach you a lesson, then I can see why you would make, you know, you would hold on to it because you're saying it came from God. But when you understand that it didn't come from God, you're going to fight against it. If you understand that poverty is not from God, you will stand against it. You will fight against it. You won't just accept it and say, oh, well, that's just part of my life, what I got to go through. No, it, it doesn't belong to you. Okay? Ha, let me slow down here. <laughs> so you have to grab a hold of, first of all, the reality that you have an inheritance, right? That that inheritance belongs to you. And that God has given us everything that we need in order for us to live in the fullness of what he has already done for us, okay? So watch this. If, you, if you're following along with me, I hope you have your Bible tonight. Go with me to 1 Peter chapter number one. 1 Peter chapter number one. And for the sake of time, because you're going to have to go back on this one, folks. Knowledge. If you don't know this, then the enemy can steal from you. If you don't know, that's the first place. If you don't know, then he can steal from you. And then the second thing is knowing is only half the battle. The next part is applying. I wrote something down. And I want to read it because I thought it was when God was just dealing with me. He said, listen, he said, what do I really know? What do you really know? And has your knowledge become understanding? So in other words, when he says, when knowledge becomes understanding, what, what you know has been certified in your life and through understanding, it has become a foundation of application. Too many even believers, their knowledge has not turned into understanding, right? It's just information. But, but when it's understanding, when you understand what God has done for you, it becomes a foundation of application. In other words, 
the knowledge of God begins to be applied to your life. And applied and the applied knowledge of God will always bring forth transformation in anybody's life. It doesn't matter who it is, myself, anybody, it doesn't matter. When we have applied knowledge from God through our faith, through the life of faith, and we apply that knowledge and it becomes understanding, it becomes a foundation of application. So it, it brings forth change. You cannot remain the same. So no one, listen, let me slow myself down. Let me say this, folks. No one can live above the level of their knowledge. It doesn't matter what it is. If you, if you, you can't even believe above the level of your knowledge. If you don't know something, you can't even when it comes to God. If you don't know what his word says, you cannot believe it. There has to be a baseline of knowledge in order to even believe what God has said. So that's why God says, again, I give my word. I sent my word and I healed them, right? That's why he says that the word became flesh and dwelt among them so that we would know him, so that we would have an a, a, a intimate relationship with God through his word. In fact, write this down, we're going to turn it tonight, but John chapter 17 and verse number three, St. John 17, three, write it down, go back and read it later. He said, and this is life eternal, that they may know thee, the true God and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. The knowing of God, the knowledge of God, right? And it's not just information, but it's again, intimate application of what you know. Because you have to ask yourself, loved one, I want to encourage you to do this. It's something that I do. Ask yourself personally, and I, I don't, I can't answer for you and you can't answer for me, but ask yourself personally, what do I really know of God? What do I know? And, and what I, what, and does what I know has what I've learned or known of God become understanding? In other words, what I mean by that, because when it becomes understanding, it becomes a foundation of applying it to your life. It's not just, oh yeah, I know that. No, that means that's now, that is how you now order your life. So that's why you ever wonder why God talks about knowledge and understanding. He doesn't just say one or the other because it's good to have information, it's good to have, but that knowledge must become understanding. And he will give you the spirit of counsel and understanding so it can become a foundation of applying it. I've seen it too many times. I've seen it in my life. I've seen it. So oh, there's Christians that have information, but don't have any understanding. Why can I say that? Because it is not a foundation of application in their life. If they understood some things, There'll be if once you understand some things, let, what, let, me, let me slow myself down. Whether it's on the positive or negative, but once you have an understanding, you now know how to proceed. Right? If you haven't, let's go to the health, health arena. If you have an understanding of how your body functions, once you have a real understanding, now you have a, a, a path in which to proceed. Now that's crazy if you don't do it, <laughs> you're not applying it, 
But if you apply it, it's going to bring forth progress and it's going to many times bring forth again victory in your life. Let, can I just get uh, very uh, candid with you? One time God told me this very plainly. He was talking to me. He said, listen, the knowledge you say that you have from God, if you say God has revealed something to you or you have some kind of knowledge from God, it should be bringing about change and transformation in your life. If you say that you got that from God, it should bring about change and transformation in your life. If the knowledge that you have received that you say is from God is not bringing change in your life, you have gotten a hold of something false. So y'all just hold, hold on to that, you know, put it in your hat, put a feather in your hat, whatever. But I'm saying, because if we say that we know him and do not the things that he says for us to do, right, then something is, something is off here. Something is wrong, right? Because when I know him and I have understanding of what he's saying and I believe it, it should bring about change. So God said these things to me. He said, he said, son, tell the people that they go into captivity because they don't have knowledge. It's not that they don't have information, but knowledge must become understanding, which means it becomes a foundation of application. I know you said you already said that, but I'm trying to get it in your spirit. How, what you know, how are you applying it? to your every circumstance, every situation. Because if you're not, it's not going to help you. And then people charge God foolishly, right? And, 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 and blame God for stuff that God is not even the one doing it. <laughs> you know, uh, praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Uh, uh, let me tell the story here real quickly and I'm moving on. I remember this is many, many, many years ago. Boy, this is many years ago. And uh we were we were here in uh at the church and and uh and I was preaching, right? Now I'm not one when, when now listen, I don't know who I don't know people's lives, right? I, I listen, I don't get on Facebook or whatever have you to try to figure out what people is doing. And if you know, I'm not doing that. Anyway, long, long story short, I was preaching one time. And in my preaching, I said, you know, if if you if you smoke thirty packs of cigarettes a day, and then uh, you know you you know end up with lung cancer, you can't blame God, or or, or charge God, or you know accuse God of not healing you when He told you to take care of your temple, right? And you know, it's this quick story. And the lady was in the congregation. I don't like I said, I don't know what you do when you're not in church. I don't know what you do. And she said, well, I mean, she just blurted out, like, just got mad. Well, overeating is a sin, too, because, you know, I was actually a little heavier back then. <laughs> and I said, yeah, you're right. You, you know, well, you know, well, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, what is she getting so mad about? You know, I didn't know. Well, come to find out, she was a smoker. Now, I don't know that. But God knows everything about everything, folks. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you, right? So God, so don't get offended when his word comes to try to bring to correction, because when his word comes to bring correction to us in any way, it's only to progress us. It's only to help us and to heal us and to deliver us. All right. 
So praise God. I, I could tell you more about that, but that's today's right now is not the time. So he says, uh, write this scripture down, Isaiah chapter number five and verse 13, where it says that he says again, my people are gone into captivity because they have no knowledge, right? And so uh, Isaiah 5 and 13, thank you. And you want to read that because he talked about, uh, and this is what even some folks do in the church. It talked about the tambourine and the in the music and, and the wine. And it's not necessarily saying get alcohol, but he's just talking about the celebrating and, and, and all of the festivals and, and all the jubilant stuff that people like to do. And he said, but yet they are not paying attention to the word of God. They're doing all of these emotional things, but are not giving their time or attentiveness to his word. I'm not saying to the preacher. I'm saying something tonight that's going to help you if you let it. I'm not saying just listening to the preacher, but I'm saying about giving your attention to the word of God. Attentiveness, right? Keeping it in front of your eyes, keeping it in your ears, making it your priority of, again, uh, becoming diligent to seek out the word of God, right? Not just, uh, not just an occasional casual type thing. But the word of God is bread to your soul. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Right? It's bread and you don't just eat natural food once a week or two, three times a week. You know, many times you eat natural food three and four times a day. So what about eating spiritual bread? If we would eat spiritual bread as much as we eat natural bread, We'd be some powerful people. Glory to God. Okay. So, so write this scripture down as well. Hosea 4 and 6, right? He said, again, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Because and we may get, we may go and read that, but I want to, I want you to read it for yourself for a moment. But I want to try to finish this in Peter. He says again, uh, 1 Peter chapter number one. I don't even know if I ever read it yet. He says in verse number two, elect according to the foreknowledge of God, the father, through sanctification of the spirit unto obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ, grace unto you and peace be multiplied. All right, follow with me here. Track me with the word. Blessed be the God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy, has begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Keep on going now. To an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled and that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you who are kept by the power of God through faith. And we'll stop here in verse five. Unto salvation ready to reveal in the last time. So again, we're talking about that hope, that blessed hope, glory to God. But that hope is in Jesus Christ and that hope has given you an inheritance, folks. Uh, healing is part of your inheritance. Uh, deliverance is part of your inheritance. Provision is part of your inheritance. Uh, uh, being endued with power, to live this life is part of your inheritance. 
uh, uh, having the wisdom of God is part of your inheritance, right? Worthy is the lamb that was slain to receive wisdom and riches and power and might and glory and honor and blessing. Glory to God. That's part of the inheritance that you and I have received as joint heirs with Jesus. Glory to God. And so again, that inheritance is yours. So now you say, because listen, and I love to be able to do this because I'm not trying to convince you to try to make, you know, you know, my congregation of the church powerful. I'm trying to let you see what's yours <laughs> as a believer, right? This folks, this is part of your inheritance. So, 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 so you got, you want to get knowledge of it, right? You want to get knowledge of it and you want that knowledge to become understanding. All right. Now let's, let's go now to second Peter. We're, we're right there by Peter. Let's go now to second Peter. Let's see what Peter has to say to us over here. And second Peter now chapter one, we just read first Peter. Now we're going to read second Peter, the second uh, book of Peter chapter number one and started again at verse two, grace and peace be multiplied unto you. How? Come on, read with me. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and Jesus our Lord. So everything that God has for us and how he wants us to access it and how he wants us to use it has to be accessed through knowledge of God. And as we get that knowledge of God, grace and peace can be multiplied. So you don't have to pull your hair out when the world is pulling their hair out and just, you know, as they say, you know, just tripping out and going crazy because they don't know what's going to happen next. But you are walking in grace and peace. Not only is it in your life, it is being multiplied. But it's, folks, it's through the knowledge of God and it's through that relationship with him and you make it in a diligent effort to seek out his knowledge through revelation, wisdom and understanding. It's not just, you know, it's not a casual thing. This is this is a this is a focused intent thing that you do as a believer. Because you need to know what your inheritance is. I, I can't tell you. It's an inheritance that's reserved for you. So you got to get with God, glory to God, in your time with him and say, God, give me revelation and understanding what is for me. Because whatever God has reserved for you, God, he expects you to live in it. Glory to God, man. He expects you to live in it. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Okay, let me keep going because we're running out of time here. Let me keep going real quick. Glory to God. He says, verse 3, 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3. According as his divine power has given unto us all things that pertain unto life, and godliness 
through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue. Your inheritance, everything that you need to live prosperous, powerful, blessed, delivered, healed, is given to you through the knowledge of him that have called us to glory and virtue. Glory to God, folks. Glory to God. So, so you can't blame anybody. You can't even blame your pastor. Amen. All right. Let me, let me, get, let me go on here because I want to get some of this in and, and time is almost up. Yeah, glory to God. He says, verse four, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises that by these you may be partaker of the divine nature. Glory to God. Having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. And beside this, now here's what I wanted to get to because I, I want to get this part in. Giving all diligence add to your faith virtue and to virtue knowledge and to not, uh, knowledge tempers to temperance patience and to patience godliness and to godliness brotherly kindness and to brotherly kindness charity or which is love right for if these things be in you and abound they make you that you shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge, there's that word knowledge again, of our Lord Jesus Christ. Glory to God. Folks, I'm saying that the key to this is that if I can inspire you, notice what he said, given all diligence, folks. This is not a casual, uh, well, you know, I heard what the pastor said. You know, I make, I'm there every time to hear the preacher, and that's good, thank God. But that's not what he's saying. He says giving all diligent, right? All disciplined effort to get this word in yourself, right? To apply this understanding to your life, to, to let the enemy know that you ain't messing with no push over here, that whatever God has promised me and what. Amen, amen. Thank God for his word. We pray that you were blessed by the teaching on our podcast today. Please join us for online fellowship in our personal Zoom room. The access code is 931-432-8488. And the password is the number two. God bless you. We love you and hope to connect with you soon. Until then, continue to be about the Father's business.